Warning, Weirdish covers content regarding conspiracies, controversial topics, subjects that may trigger post-traumatic stress, and content some may consider offensive. Listener discretion is advised. What if I told you the Freemasons, the Illuminati, the Rothschild family, and the Bilderberg Group were all playing a game called The New World Order? Join Weirdish on this multi-part series, The New World Order, an introduction. Welcome to Weirdish, where we talk about weird-ish. We're your hosts, Marvin, Andriana, and Brian. Tonight, we are talking about the New World Order. Now, to all the old school wrestling fans out there, no, I am not talking about the Wolf Pack, although they were the shit. I'm talking about (sighs) the New World Order. (laughs) You have to add the (sighs) before you say it, by the way. (laughs) (sighs) So, uh, I grew up uh, watching cartoons like any other person. And the first time I heard of New World Order... It was in a cartoon. The kids were yelling it in the cartoon. I totally forget what that was. If what? You guys remember anyone out there? Yeah, they were like, New World Order! It was like something about them on a playground or something. I don't know. I, I forget what cartoon it was, but that's the first time I heard the term New World Order, or the phrase rather. What? So, in a cartoon? They conditioned us as young. Jeez. Damn. What yeah. was cartoon that I think was? It was on Nickelodeon. Wow. And they were in a playground? Or, or something of the likes. New yeah. World Order I what it was. in a cartoon? Yeah, you're right. They're yeah. definitely conditioning the younger generation. <laughs> wow, that's that's like literally in your face. It was like they were like going against it, not like, oh, yeah, bring on a new world order. It was like they were like, oh, this is bad, new world order. What's the best way for a kid to do something? Tell them not to do it. So if you're against it, right. kids are going to be for it, you know? Yeah. Reverse psychology. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, What about you, Marv? When was the first time you heard about the New World Order? (laughs) WCW. (laughs) Wow. I'm not even lying. Like, I'm not (laughs) even lying. I was, like, already in my teenage years. And I was like, oh, snap. NWO, what's up? You know, blah, 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 blah. And then I uh, become an adult and I start getting into these conspiracies. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So here on the TV, they're all showboating, having fun and stuff like that. But really, NWO's on some serious. Yeah, they want to take over. <laughs> they want to program your mind and take over the God. freaking world. Yeah. What about you? The first time I heard about New World Order was back in like 2015. I was like having a, I guess, spiritual awakening period. And I was like on these like woke websites. Yes, woke <laughs> when woke was cool <laughs> um yeah i was on i was on like forms and whatever and um there was this new article that got released and like a lot of people were talking about it and it was about project Bluebeam. and i was like what the hell is project Bluebeam? and the, the the thumbnail for it was really interesting it was like this really psychedelic jesus looking thumbnail and i was like oh that looks cool but why is jesus over a city and um i clicked on it read the article and they were talking about how the like government would use like a projection of Jesus over this side of the world and in other areas of the world too they would use a dominant religious figure in that area as a projection instead 
And this figure would pretty much preach to the people and encourage them to help usher in a new world order, you know, one world government. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This sounds like some tinfoil hat type situation. (laughs) But now that I'm older and I'm doing more research and I'm looking into it, I'm like, I can totally see um, not necessarily the whole like projection of like a religious figure, but like I can see them creating something similar that's more believable for people to be like, oh, maybe we should all just come together under one government. Yeah, it's funny. A, a lot of people have probably heard that term New World Order, but don't exactly know what it means. So uh, should we give them like a basic rundown of what it is? Well, to bring it down, you know, to layman's terms, New World Order, it's pretty much, you know, something completely different than what we're used to now. You know, as far as they could shit, they could change the currency if they wanted to. They yeah. could put everyone in like uniforms if they wanted to. They could make everyone drive a blue car if they wanted to. That's a good way to put it. New world order. Yeah. So so basically it's it's one world over one uniform government. Totalitarianism, correct? Yeah. One Pretty one much. government, one religion, one currency. Just so that they can all yeah. control us. As a population, you know it's uh, it's stressful because we've seen how powerful everybody in you know one country can be coming together to fight one cause or protest against one cause, and a lot of these subjects that we speak about are labeled as conspiracy theories, like they don't exist or people don't want to believe it, um, especially when it's something like this that has been going on for a long time it's been in place for over a century now i believe is when it you know first began like a really early 1900s is when it became an idea i think when it started getting traction and everyone started talking about it yeah do you guys believe that if everyone became more aware of these subjects and there were solid facts about it, it happening which there are do you believe that this the world as a whole could overcome this or do you think we're kind of too far like this is gonna it's gonna happen regardless I think it's gonna happen regardless same here I believe the same yeah because they can mask it so easily like for example I remember when um, this whole coronavirus situation started right in the beginning everybody literally everybody started talking about the New World Order more than I've ever seen people talk about yeah. the New World Order before. Like overnight. Like, yeah, like snap they're of like, a finger. Oh, it's the New World Order, New World Order. Yeah, they're like, they're gonna put this, um, this plague, they're gonna, they're gonna put this um, virus into the environment, release it, and then it becomes a pandemic, and then boom, every country is fighting against the same thing, which is to overcome the coronavirus. Which, you know, then that, you know, that, that's just one of the conspiracies about coronavirus. And I'm not, I'm not going to like yeah. make this into a coronavirus episode. No, that's definitely not what I'm trying to do. But one thing that um, people said is, you know, aside from us, you know, coming together, all countries coming together to fight this cause, right? One thing that people said was uh, the currency situation would probably change. And reason being is because one of the ways the virus spread would be uh, like over surfaces, like money, for example, Um like passing money. They said a lot of people caught it because of that, right? They would be going out and they would be using cash. So over time, they noticed that people 
slowly started using cashless, especially coins. We even had a coin shortage. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so they were like, "Oh, now we're going all digital, and people are mostly paying with cards, and you know, um, people are shopping online, all of that." And then they were like, "This is the perfect time for someone to just say, 'Hey, no more physical cash.'" And you know, one of the main, um, I guess, steps in the new world order is for one world currency. So they were saying that it would be easy to like implement that starting now, where. We're already in this digital part where、um, they can just say, "Hey, why don't we just like stop using cash, become a cashless society?" Yeah, it could have been as easy as them being like, "We're not doing an exchange of cash because、yeah. the coronavirus could spread or something." Like, there's a lot of I see what you mean. There's a lot of ways they can beat around the bush with a bunch of dangers that they want to protect society from,、mm-hmm. or or you know what have you. So、um, that's just an example. Yeah, there's so many ways. Right. Yeah, I I think it's funny too how the uh, like um, investment apps like Robinhood, you have Coinbase, they're all、cash、now、app. implementing. Yeah, Cash App. They、you、all have cards app, now, and、uh, there are、um, I should I should have done my research on this, but there are a lot of、um, countries now that are implementing、um, cryptocurrency、mm-hmm. um, like ATM machines. Like oh even, yeah, you know, and it's, yeah. It's not even like cash anymore. It's all digital currency. You just swipe a card and you can transfer, you know, your cryptos、uh, through that. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And it's funny how that they bring that up now. You know, the whole coin shortage thing. Yeah, and you know, it was interesting that you mentioned that because I remember this was even before coronavirus. I would go to restaurants and. At the front of it, they would say that they're ac- accepting cryptocurrency like Ethereum or Bitcoin and、oh, stuff、yeah. like that, and I was、yeah. like, I was like, oh, whoa, okay, we're we're going there. And when I remember when Bitcoin first came out, you know, aside from everyone being like, oh, dark web, you can make these transactions, people were saying, this is probably the one currency that they're talking about for the new world order conspiracy. They were saying that Bitcoin. Could usher in the one world currency thing. I personally don't think it would be Bitcoin. I think it would be something、um, more accessible, probably something a little bit cheaper than Bitcoin. Because Bit- let's be honest, Bitcoin is expensive. Yeah, Bitcoin's、um, so expensive. <laughs> It's almost like sixteen thousand now. Yeah, but I think I think Bitcoin would be great to normalize the idea of cryptocurrency, so that when、yeah. you know banks say, "Hey, let's all come together and create one." Like for example, they were saying、uh, Facebook said that they're going to make their own cryptocurrency, and everyone's like, "That's definitely the new world order cryptocurrency." Well, it's Facebook. didn't、um, didn't、uh, J P Morgan just、uh, come out with their own、uh, currency? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. But the thing is, they would all have to like not instead of everyone making their own cryptocurrency for this to work, you would just need one for everyone to be like, "This is the one that we're all gonna like bank on." Instead of creating、oh, their own one, you、so、know what I mean? Hypothetically speaking, you're saying if the UN decided to come up with a cryptocurrency, that's probably what they would use. Yeah, like like, and all the nations would have to come together. Yeah, have a meeting and、it. agree on this one currency, and we will call it World Coin, <laughs> or whatever the hell <laughs> they want to call it. <laughs> that's just that's just one of the things, though. And there's like so many steps to the New World Order, and there's like、um, so many things that would have to be in place before this officially happens. But you know what? One thing that I want to mention about the New World Order: when you start researching it, the first thing you're gonna notice is that the person, the conspiracy theorist. That made it popular. That started talking about it a lot. His name was William Guy Carr. 
and he was an anti-Semite. So as you're researching, you'll notice this conspiracy has a lot of anti-Semitism in it. I believe that's also why it emphasizes the whole one world religion thing. Um, And, you know, this is probably one of the many reasons people believe the Nazis have a hand in it as well. Not cool, bro. Not cool. We're just going to talk about it without including that stuff that's probably just based on his own, you know, biases as a person, you know. Um, One thing about the neural order that I find interesting, especially me being Catholic, when I was like learning about it, I was like, this sounds a lot like the book of Revelations. Like, there's no other way for me to think about it. Like, you know, like the second coming of Christ, for example, um, all the, the catastrophes that would have to happen for this to be a thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So like you're saying, like, there has to be a lot of baby steps yeah. in order to take place. Oh, yeah, okay, just okay, like the you. book of Revelations, when, how they said, like, you know, the word, world would come to an end. So I think, um, especially when you look into, like, for example, the CIA, and we mentioned this during, like, the Folklore Around the World episode, so if you haven't listened to that, you should definitely check it out, uh, because we go more in depth towards the end of that episode about how the CIA used people's beliefs against them to, like, get them to do what they wanted, pretty much. So I think, historically speaking, we can see the U.S. using something like this so that they can get everybody on board with what agenda they have so i wouldn't put it past anyone i wouldn't put it past the u.s specifically to um actually have some sort of plan for like a new world order situation but i mean our presidents have been setting it setting up the um court for that you know and i like in uh september 11th 1990 george bush senior talked about the new world order this is like just at the end of the cold war and uh, um, since then, Clinton has signed a bill towards the uh, New World Order uh, that aided, I guess, the New World Order. So did uh, George Bush Jr., uh, President Obama. Um, you know what? Let me let me slow my roll. So Clinton, he signed the North American Free Trade Act, uh, NAFTA. George Bush uh, Jr. signed the um, Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, which actually, that I was surprised. I didn't even know that. It generated almost uh, $80 billion, which most of it went to South Africa. And there were uh, about 7 million uh, people's lives were saved because of that. I thought that was pretty tight of him. Um, then you have Barack Obama, who signed in uh, the United States into a Paris climate arrangement, which pretty much, these are all the things that, I guess, are tying us, uh, the U.S., uh, to the New World Order. But Trump himself, he was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing none of that. So instead of uh, broadening our horizons or whatever, he, like, cut all those ties and pretty much wants to keep everything here to the United States. But he's, in a sense, effing it all up because he's dividing everything as opposed to, like, you know, making keeping, keeping everything together as a tight-knit working machine. So I thought that's pretty interesting. And our new president supposedly is uh, trying to get all that back. But that's another discussion for another day. Yeah, if we ever get into politics. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think it's best not to. Exactly. Let's try not to. I I just left it as simple as possible. I wasn't trying to like regurgitate a bunch of stuff that was unnecessary. I think it's very necessary to know the involvement of governments, especially our own, and the part they've played in enacting the New World Order. And yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like you guys were saying, baby steps. There's, you know, 
there's bills that can get passed that may seem like nothing, but some they some are something. <laughs> yeah, bigger. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the uh, like there's a a bill that's uh, trying to get passed and probably will get passed. Uh, at least this is up in New York where they're going to force all workers to get a COVID-19 vaccination when it becomes available, not after the five years it needs to be tested, but when it becomes available in order for them to go to work. And if they refuse to get it, they can't return to work. They won't be able to work in the state. And in the future, it could also prevent them from traveling, leaving their state, leaving the country. So we're already seeing like these baby steps happen and Yep. laws that are basically forcing us to give up our human rights because the, also that same bill that's uh, trying to get passed, it doesn't matter if it, you say it's against your religion or if it's against anything medical or you just flat out don't want it, they will force it onto you. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's really uh, disturbing. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I mean, this is like the perfect time for them to do that. And, you know, um, Another interesting thing is that we're slowly starting to even use cardsless because, uh, like, you don't swipe cards anymore. They have that chip in it where you can just like tap it and then boom, you pay, right? Right. So and you can even yeah. use like Google Pay or Apple Pay on your phone. Yeah, but I mean, regardless from that, right? Yeah. One thing that this is like a baby step towards is actually getting that chip implanted. And yep. You know, New World Order, Mark of the Beast, where, you know, you, you can't uh, buy or pay for anything unless you have that chip. So, boom, we're back to the Book of Revelations. We're back to the New World Order, um, you know, utilizing this one world currency. And if you get if you get chipped, which some people are already doing it. Um, I know certain companies um, even offer it to their employees where they're like, oh, you want to, like, scan into work? Because, you know, like, when you go to, like, when you work at certain places, they have... Um, employee only sections and you have to have like an employee card to get in mm -hmm. so instead of using that card to like scan in you would just get that chip implanted and then boom it opens the door for you just put your hand there they, they get it implanted in their wrist so the next step oh, would no. be yeah it's like it's really tiny and you can even use it I've seen it now where people are using it to um, like control their cars like open their cars so you can open your car using this chip you can put everything in this chip you can put your card in this chip to pay instead of using like an actual card. Um, you could just use the chip in your hand. Um, you can use it to get into your house, scan into your house instead of using lock and key. It's, honestly, it sounds convenient. If you sell it as like a means of convenience, you're like, oh, you no longer have to look for that one key. You'll no longer have to wonder where your car keys are. Uh, you don't have to worry if you left your wallet at home. Boom, you have everything in this one chip. Just get it implanted. It sounds right. It sounds convenient. Like uh huh. But on the flip side, little do you know is your ass is a sleeper, okay? <laughs> and then one day, some asshole's gonna push a button, and, boom. and you're gonna be doing stuff that you ain't supposed to be doing. Yeah, like you know, a Manchurian candidate. Hey, I, I didn't say all that, but hey, that's exactly where I was going. I mean, that's a plot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh man, like there's so much to it, and, and like yeah, baby steps, and you won't even notice it until like it all piles up together. Yeah, yeah, until it's done, said and done. Not gonna, it's gonna be too late. And by then, it's gonna be way too late. Yeah. So, who do we know so far that's been involved in the New World Order? Uh, uh, you know, aside from governments. Um, oh well, 
I think the governments, uh, they're, they're a huge part in it. And usually when people talk about the New World Order, they talk about the Freemasons, right? Um, the Freemasons, uh, the Illuminati, obviously, which they said is just like uh, the predecessor of the Freemasons. And you have uh, members of like the Bohemian Grove, for example. Um, and if you don't know, Bohemian Grove is like this annual meeting where really rich people and really like high-ranking government officials and people who matter in the world meet together men obviously women was, aren't uh, allowed the, i thought that was the uh the chicken uh something they're, they have an owl that they set on fire during this meeting but no you know, there, there's like this whole thing where they all get together and uh eat chicken and i only know that chicken? because i saw shia labeouf talk about it on hot ones and him and some other actor snuck into this place to eat some chicken. They found out it was like there's high ranking, like all the richest people in the world go there. And it, it, maybe there. they eat chicken at the Bohemian Grove. I don't know. I just know they praise this owl figure. I, I don't know if it's that. I don't even know if he would be invited to the Bohemian Grove, to be honest with you. This would be like 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 the presidents and the, the prime ministers. No, no, and I'm the not royal saying he family. was invited there. He, he snuck in to get chicken. <laughs> that makes no, what? How? What? <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'll I'll send you a link after. This. Oh, I'm, I, I'm wondering what he's talking about. <laughs> so we got the Illuminati, Freemasons, some governments, the Bohemian Grove. Uh, what about um, some of the richest families in the world? Yeah, according to the conspiracy, the Rockefeller and the Rothschild family play an integral role. I know people mostly talk about the Rothschild family because they're said to own. The central banks in almost every country but that's not entirely true they might have shares in some of these banks but central banks aren't privately owned so it's near impossible for them to like outrightly own them once upon a time before central banks existed they did play the same role in terms of funding the government though so i can see why this is still a widespread belief but I do see this connection having some influence over the one world currency agenda in the whole like new world order conspiracy though. You know, these are people of power, people of significance, not like us ordinary people. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing that is always discussed when people talk about the new world order is the Georgia Guidestones. Some people call them the, the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist, which you know that's a part of the book of revelation so that's awesome we're back to the book of revelations which i i you know what i am so confident that the person who came up with the neural order conspiracy theory really based it off the book of revelations you can't tell me otherwise it it just goes hand in hand i don't know it, it, you can like really loosely base almost anything to the bible or any religious text i believe it's not even loose though like it's so obvious you can make it tight too just like you wow. tie a shoe wow <laughs> you know it's uh just got to be creative enough some people might have a creative mind i'm not saying that i disagree with you but it, it could be much more than just them basing it off the book of revelations but it is interesting you bring that up because uh relating it to like christianity or one religion uh there's uh one of the commandments on there says to unite humanity with a living new language or uh ruling with passion faith and tradition and all things with tempered reason so you could think of it as that religion being their new language or 
that being uh, the you know one faith and religion that they choose or they want people to follow. So yeah, um, yeah, I think the New World Order actually wants Christianity to be the religion of the world. And let me get into that. So the Georgia Stones, it was commissioned by an anonymous man under the pseudonym R.C. Christian. And when he proposed the Georgia Stones being built, when he went to a bank, by the way, and he told the, the banker, hey, I want to stay anonymous. So when he when he chose his pseudonym, the banker asked him, like, why R.C. Christian? And the man told him, because I am a Christian. So this is you know, the whole, like, this heavily referencing Christianity, I, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand because they want Christianity to be the main religion. Um, so these stones were erected on March 22nd, 1980 in Elbert, Georgia. And it has Ten Commandments on it. Um, like I said, people say it's part of the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. And they're written in eight different languages, which are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. And it has like a short inscription on the top in four ancient languages, Babylonian, cuneiform, they actually use cuneiform, uh, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. And a fun fact about that is the translations were actually done by the United Nations. So we're back to the United Nations. <laughs> um, yeah, I found that interesting. Uh, so when when it was commissioned, right, the, the company that they hired to build it wanted to discourage this guy from, you know, actually executing this plan because they thought the guy was crazy. <laughs> so they were like, okay, how can we discourage him from making this actually happen, right? So they gave him the most ridiculous price that they could think of. And the guy did not even try to negotiate. He was like, okay, okay, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> So <laughs> that's how we have the Georgia Guidestones today, right? Um, it's theorized that the, the group that financed it expected some type of uh, global catastrophe to happen. So some type of apocalypse, right? And these Guidestones would be like left over for the people who survived the apocalypse to live by. So this leads us into the first commandment, which is maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So the whole like catastrophe idea, right? This this is how I'm linking it. This is how I'm thinking about it. So maintaining, you know, humanity under 500 million, right? We can't do that. Like pretty much the whole planet like relies on technology. How the hell are we going to balance anything with nature? Most of us can't even fish, let alone pitch a tent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this something that happened in the past? Maybe like... Because remember, there was there's evidence of a, a atomic bomb being dropped on, or I can't say an atomic bomb, but radiation on the planet, like something blew it up once. So could this be what we're trying to live in now? Because we kind of reset ourselves. No, I think what it means is like we have to make sure we maintain uh, nature without get like without building any more large structures, uh, housing complexes, suburbs, all that stuff. So, like, technology, I, I think what it means is, like, yeah, technology will still be around, but we there as much as there are people, there's got to be an equal amount of land, like, kind of like in, like a population, overpopulation uh, type of, uh, what you call it, um, prevention, overpopulation prevention. So, even though we mentioned briefly last episode, there's no way that would really happen in the first place, 
Um, I think that's what it means, unless you are right, where it means like get rid of technology. What are your thoughts, Andriana or, or Marvin? So I have a different interpretation of this, and I think I think the reason why they made the first commandment of this slab is because they expected this global catastrophe to happen, which would in turn help with you know uh, lessening the population of the world. And I think they expected it to be, you know, 500 million or less. And they were like, please keep it like that. Please don't overpopulate or, uh, you know, have too many children after that. Right. And, you know, the whole thing about the New World Order is they need the population to stay at a certain amount so that they can control that population. I don't think it's necessarily anything about balancing it with nature. We have more land than people, guys. We have more land than people. Yeah. It's just an excuse. 100%. Exactly. They're like, just trying not to get jumped. That's all it is. Yeah. I don't think it like, has anything uh, to do with that. It, like, also think about it. There's, uh, I forget who said it. It's one uh, really, um, really well known billionaire. Um, it's funny that they're well known and I don't remember their name, but uh, <laughs> the they, they mentioned, yeah, I know. They mentioned that people aren't having enough babies uh, in our generation uh, or the following generations, at, uh, you know after us because uh, we need to have more babies in order for the economy to stay healthy enough is basically the gist of what they were saying or there could be an economic collapse so maybe it's in order to be able to control money better or something like that I'm not sure I'm not educated in money that's why I'm poor so (laughs) I think they just want a a, a more more of a working class I don't think it's really yes. about the money they just want people to work so they don't have to work like the whole um like the whole wealth gap that i, I believe is trying to be caused by the whole virus going on now and like the gap is getting larger and there could be a whole split between like these guys are the workers and the guys up there control everything type of a deal yeah. so and you know what i think once we you know i say once like oh this is for sure gonna happen i think if, which that's, that's a better word to use, I think if we get this one world currency, which I don't even think would happen in our lifetime, but who knows? You never know. I'm not psychic, really. If that happens, I think it would be harder for people to earn enough money to become millionaires and billionaires. I think it would definitely increase that gap and keep that gap if we, if, you know, go to that part. Um, and I think they would do whatever they can to make sure that it is even harder to become rich and live like normal people. Like, you know, I'm not even talking, like, you know, some people live paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Most, I think most people in the U.S. live paycheck to paycheck, honestly. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. I think they want to keep it like that. Especially um, because, you know, the whole working class thing. If they have too many people getting rich you know that working class number drops and you don't have as many people as you need to run your companies so that leads us to the second commandment right yeah which is uh guide reproduction wisely improving fitness and diversity they need you fit so it can work the hell out of you (laughs) (laughs) yeah right but i don't get the diversity part it's racist ass planet (laughs) wow (laughs) i mean it should be that it should be because it should be this is like a melting pot right there's like literally every race possible in the u.s but you know what there's only the one race the human race but let's not go there yeah exactly um it's so guiding reproduction wisely 
you know, there's a lot of... Sorry if this offends anyone, but that's why we have a disclaimer. There's a lot of stupid people in this world and a lot of stupid people that should not reproduce. And we have no way of controlling what others do. No government, no God, no person has any control over what those people do in order to reproduce. And so it's like that part is like virtually impossible to be asking, in my opinion. So yeah. good job, New World Order. You guys are already fucking up on your rules. I don't think they <laughs> are. <laughs> Wait, I don't think nah. they are. I don't think they are. I think What's this up? is I think what they were saying is they're trying to control eugenics. And, you know, the easiest way to do this is, you know, those um, Planned Parenthood uh, facilities. Yeah. Which I am pro Planned Parenthood, by the way. I'm not I'm not like, don't don't get it twisted. Right. Yeah. You should have, you know, your options. Um, Facts. I think that it would be easy if the government wanted to, because these are, you know, um, government funded places. I think it would be easy for them to um, pretty much bring down the fertility rate to you know, say it in a, a nicer way without the person knowing that, you know, they're becoming infertile. I think it would be easy for them to implement that using these places. And it would be easy for them to be like, oh, let's make a profile to their research on each person, make their profiles and choose who they want to make infertile and who they don't want to make infertile. Hmm. Interesting. That would be an easy way to control and guide reproduction, in my opinion. You won't know it's happening. And it's the same thing with vaccines. Like, let's say... They're like, oh, um, people in this community, they pinpoint where they don't want people to reproduce, right? Whatever, they can put it in your vaccine and be like, oh, when you come for your flu vaccine, make sure that they have this in it so that these people won't be able to reproduce. And that's just, you know, tinfoil hat moment, right? Yeah. But it is likely to happen. It's so easy. They They can disguise it under anything and make you believe that you're going for one thing when really... You're going for something else. Hey, let's just put it in the tap water and tell everyone they can drink it. Yeah, Simple. exactly. There, that, that's another thing. Touching on what you were saying, Andriana, it, I feel like they'd also have to get doctors on board or have some sort of that like systems in the U.S. Well, yeah, like get like set up some sort of like system. I hope I'm not giving them ideas, but who who would listen <laughs> to our show? And I think they already have it. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> basically like have to change the the state border the standards that they have to go through there's you know certain tests or attributes these people have to make or have to meet in order to be able to say hey you are able to reproduce or not but yeah i was thinking about that as well marvin like putting it in the food or the water that we drink not everyone goes to the you know heights to know where their food comes from exactly or to find out what's in the water they're drinking a lot of people are just like, oh, this says it's water. I'm going to drink this water. Yeah. You know, or so. Yeah. Mickey D's, Mickey D's. Hey. You know, the, what, what's the name of that movie? Um, damn, what's the super name of that movie? Uh, it's super. What? That's a movie? Is that what you were going to say? It's a documentary. It's a McDonald's. documentary? No, I'm not talking yeah. about a documentary. Wait, wait a second. Uh, it's Undercover Brother, the movie I was talking about. Undercover brother. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I think with like, the black cop uh, infiltrates the KKK. Eh? No. Is that what you're talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover brother. Oh no, no you're not. No, you're talking no. about the, the what lo- the hell? The the comedy movie. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's All not right. even a series. Yeah. And it, you know, no. this brings us back to the whole thing where I'm like, the media is always like, you know, putting in in stuff where I feel I feel like 
Um, and this this is like, uh, damn. There's this. Uh, there's another conspiracy theory that goes with it, where where it says like the the CIA and the government they're working with the like with Hollywood, for example, and telling them, hey, put this in your movie, and like feeding them information and working as consultants on it so that they can control the media and put stuff in it just to hint at it. So it's already in your head, but you're like, oh, it's just a mu- movie, right? So it, I always say. You know the media always like I don't want to say foreshadows because like it's so blatant and you probably wouldn't pick up on it if like you're not into these topics. It's right in your face. They have it right in your face. So um, anyway. Yeah. What's next on the guidestones? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Unite humanity with a living new language. Yeah. Unite humanity with a living new language, which I don't see. Why put? First of all, this this is my thing, right? Why put the Guidestones in every language just to say, hey, unite humanity with a living new language. What's the point? What's the <laughs> point? That makes no sense. You already have your own language and they provided translations in your language. Bro. What the hell? <laughs> no, maybe so they know everyone needs to go and correspond with each other and understand each other. And so then they can make a new language. But honestly, I, I heard uh, somebody say that uh i think it was actually a high school teacher i had they thought the um the like world language uh is going to be english because so many other countries already teach it technically it's already like the information language yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if it were uh english yeah um, I, I think what they should do is just, you know, that chip that they want to put in you, just work with freaking Elon Musk and Neuralink and put another chip in oh, your brain. Here we go. So, <laughs> here we go. So that it translates languages for you. Like, you don't even have to learn another language. Boom. Neuralink. You know them all. I will be living off the grid on a sailboat <laughs> and not go to any Yo, country what? by that time. No. I have got my, my handbook of sailing that I've already finished once and I'm going to study some more. I'm ready, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Ready to go off the grid. Yeah, yeah I don't know. God. You know what? I would probably get that chip if they translate for... Nah, I'd rather just learn the language. I'm just, <laughs> I'm always talking BS. Don't, you shouldn't take me too seriously because I'm usually joking like nine out of ten times. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I just got this chip um, and uh, my arm swiveled up and it just turned black. I have no feeling in it. Wow. Um, can you... Uh, uh, what chip would do that? <laughs> <laughs> what brand is it? Uh, what? Please, I hope they don't make branded chips because then you you <laughs> might get the, the the defective stuff and the nah you're gonna get the great value brand. Oh, third. oh and by the way, <laughs> you can't return value. it. All right. <laughs> uh, imagine Walmart decided to get into that, which I you know hey, what God. I wouldn't be surprised if Walmart got into yeah, it. They're man. the perfect people, and I'm not trying to give the the new world order ideas. I'm not trying. <laughs> They're the perfect people with their same great value brand and their uh, members mark brand and whatever brand they have on their literally the same company. Um, yeah, <laughs> guys, don't shop at Walmart. They did not sponsor this, so just don't shop. At Walmart. <laughs> oh my god! Walmart sponsored by the New World Order. Wow. <laughs> yeah, bitches. I wouldn't be surprised. They can, dude. They they make things like the ridiculous cheap alternatives to everything, and I'm like they. And it's perfect marketing because they literally put it right beside the branded stuff. Like, hey, buy me instead. I'm oh, like yeah. $3 cheaper. I'm, like- <laughs> oh, yeah. So this next one, it really doesn't make sense to me. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. 
I, I just don't understand it. What the it. hell does that mean? Yeah, I mean... It's kind of poetic. Rural passion. Yeah, they suck fate. at poetry, man. Tradition. <laughs> what is it? Rural passion? Like, do they mean... Like, what? Oh, wait, you have your own interpretation. Go ahead, Marvin. No, no, I don't. I'm actually... Oh. Uh, the word I'm looking for is perplexed. Perplexed, okay. <laughs> like... I'm thrown off by at the end when it says tempered reason. What the what, what do you mean by that? Yo, check this out. This is what I think. I think what they're saying is they want to control what you are passionate about. They want to control your fate, aka one world religion. They want to make sure that you don't not have any culture or tradition, which is why they said with tempered reason because what they say is what goes, and if you do anything outside of that, you do not have tempered reason. Boom, mic drop. Huh. Don't drop the mics. They did nothing to you. They're expensive. We're not on that level yet where we can replace them. (laughs) If it's an SM58, I am good. Okay, yeah. (laughs) You're right about that. Yeah, I I was going to say something similar, or it could also mean um, anything that you're passionate about, faithful about, or, or that you do for tradition. Make sure it's actually, like, for a good reason. To avoid any conflict with others, nice. but that just seems yeah, like, it, it seems too like nice, that. you know. Brian, I'm with you there, buddy. What up? You hit that nail right on the head. I like your interpretation of uh, number four. It, it works. I'm with it. Yeah, you guys just want it to be nice. Hey, I'm just gonna be the devil's advocate <laughs> for the rest of this. So Jesus Christ, <laughs> but it, it could go both ways, though. And you know, I'm starting to hey. think that they're the uh, you. If Jesus Christ is your faith, man. With tempered reason. Run with it. Hey, there's that tempered reason. Um, Number five. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. What the frig? I believe this will never happen. My Ever. Gosh. <laughs> Not even close. Fair laws. Bro, bro, the laws are already messed up. The laws of this country are literally built on. Not number two. Not <laughs> number two. They are <laughs> built on no <laughs> diversity. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check this out, though. You know, it's state, it's stating protect people and nations with fair laws. For one, there are some laws that are fair. There are some that are unfair. But this is where it gets iffy for me. And just courts. There are people that can be so corrupt and power trip. You cannot mm-hmm. trust anybody to go and rule your court fairly. Exactly. Um, and, and think about think about all the police violence and corruption right now. I'm not saying all police officers are bad, but I personally, as a white male in my late 20s in America, I have never had a proper good confrontation with police. Never once. It's always involved some sort of violent behavior or some sort of negative connotation and stereotyping. And it's ridiculous. So I feel like this just courts thing is just... It won't fly. That's, yeah. It, it's, you put power into other people's hands, and that's where it goes wrong. And I'm speaking from the perspective of a white male in America. I have it pretty damn good. And if I have bad experiences like that, that's fucked, you know? So it's, uh, that one I feel is never, sorry, that's probably a very sore subject I just realized. But, you know, <laughs> no, that, no that you're speaking right facts. There. You're good, that, though. That yeah, just you are fucked, speaking man. facts. That's stories for another time. So, protect people and nations with fair laws. I would be all for that. But, and just courts, you put power in the lives of other people in the hands of others. No matter what kind of education or formal training you give them, 
that still relies on the individual and their opinion and how they interpret the laws. So there is, I don't, I don't know. Oh man, doesn't we could go on stand about well that one. Me. Yo, for sure. Yeah, they, I don't see that happening. I mean, it would be great. This is this is like one of the rules where I'm like, okay, I can stand behind that one if you know they actually executed it like that. Especially like you know the whole like number two being pro diversity and all of that. We have yet to see it, guys. So anyway, moving on to number six. Number six. Let all nations rule eternally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Yeah, sure. What? First of all, <laughs> I want to say. Like- <laughs> what the hell? An external court. You know what? An external world court. Oh, man. So there is going to be one one uh, judge for all, right? Literally. I'm not talking about God either. I'm talking about literally a, a person, a, one, a judge. One judge, judge. <laughs> a judge, a judge, judge, judge. Yeah. Gavel, javel wielding. Gavel. Wielding. Yeah. Big old cloak. Yeah, that guy. I, I'm, I'm just going to say... Um, First of all, imagine the wait time to get to this world court. If every country on this planet has to go through it. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it from that perspective. Like, that sounds terrible. (laughs) It's like you're waiting for months to try to resolve one issue. (laughs) Months? All right. See you in 30 years. Bye. Sorry for your luck. Like, I can. Oh, man. That sounds like a terrible idea. Guys, uh, whoever made the Georgia Guidestones, I heard the guy that commissioned it actually passed away already. But if, you know, his group of people pass it on to a younger generation. They should slap themselves with these stupid ass guys. Please stones. revise these uh, Guidestones. <laughs> slap the shit out of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but also oh, rest man. in peace. <laughs> yes, rest in peace. <laughs> Respect to the dead, but I'll beat your ass. We'll find you yeah. next life man. or some shit like that, right? Oh man! Oh, number seven. number seven, number seven, number seven. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. All right, look, as a black guy, I can't do that because <laughs> if I do that, I'm gonna get shot. Yeah, yeah like right off the bat. Avoid okay, petty laws and useless what? officials. I don't think they're they're I talking can. about it from that perspective. I don't think they mean it from a civilian perspective. They don't, but I am taking it <laughs> from a civilian's wow. perspective because two of these already are about me and my peoples. You know? <laughs> yes. like, I'm just saying, like, no, I'm I'm avoiding. Yo, I can't avoid that. Marvin, I have to just sit there. Yeah. Check it out. The new world order is kind of in your favor though, because like it says, pro diversity and you know fair laws and just courts. So if we're no, <laughs> but that doesn't and, exist yeah, though. And, like and getting rid of petty officials and useless. That sounds officials. perfect. And petty laws. And hey, it officials. sounds perfect. But yeah. yo, you know who's trying to like feed us this garbage? They ain't official. They trash. I don't know. Avoiding petty laws and useless officials. So, my first thought when I saw useless officials, I was like, police. But at the same time, the pl- I feel like police are important, but there's just they need to be educated, and there's got to be a better process of choosing them. I but think police school should be longer. But whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're no, the only country I, that I has a they should have a higher ass, education. Yo. Yeah. Sorry, Mark, go ahead. No, like the uh, from what I was uh understanding between like police academy here and like abroad, um our systems completely jacked from the moment they step into the academy and the moment they get their badge and their gun. Um and the requirements, it's nothing. You could just be you could be a cop with a high school education. Yeah. 
or you need GED. like a exactly a good enough degree. <laughs> Sorry, I got one. Yeah, there. but anyways, across the seas, you know, they are they're actual like you know like yeah people like I'm not saying like they're you know to the extremes of like a doctor, but they got like some knowledge behind them. You know, they know how yeah. to assess the situation without busting somebody with the cap. I feel like th- there should be multiple interviews. You have to have at least a you know, some sort of college degree to show that you actually put the time and effort to work hard towards something, a better pay, but also many psychological tests, a lot yes. more testing. It's got to be a long process to be able of to course, get into the course. police. And but, I believe what, too, I don't mean to cut you off, uh, a requirement no, to be a cop, it, you should also like have an understanding of psychology, understanding people yeah. and why they do the thing they do, because like you don't need a gun to like apprehend somebody like literally like kick them in the leg they'll be all right wow you don't gotta put like three bullets in their chest you know over a pack of skittles yeah but upon researching uh rule seven or um commandment seven uh further uh once again it's avoid petty laws and useless officials the police was my first jump to useless officials but we're thinking about something that wants a totalitarian government a one ruler yeah. thinking of maybe getting rid of the house of representatives or senators or any of those officials that govern counties in um you know, right. c- cities yeah. or huh. okay so they wouldn't so, have it on that basis but they would have it on the world basis instead because technically you wouldn't need state officials really right yeah hmm. and then for other uh countries throughout the world um you know different you know government officials it would rather than different countries it may be like one leader of a continent like one leader per continent seven officials that sounds like a answering idea. to one huh? <laughs> I, I, I said I that sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> yeah i know but this whole new world order is a terrible idea as well yeah. so, true makes sense <laughs> so Oh man, terrible rules for a terrible idea. Yep, I, I, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, wow. So I guess we should move on to number eight, which is mm-hmm. balance personal rights with social duties. Yeah, this can be, this can go a lot of different ways. Balance personal rights. All right, my personal rights is I have a lust for blood. I need to kill everybody. All right, so I need to start slashing people. You know, well, here's right? the thing about it, though. You th- think about people that are arrested on such standards like murder, um, yeah, really bad things um, like that. H- here's my thing. If you think about people that have committed such crimes and have been arrested, they're stripped of most of their human rights. So they have nothing. So if we think about their social duties compared with their personal rights they have no social duties um what does that mean for them there are also some people that are on misdemeanors so it's like what are their uh personal rights towards that you know um so i wasn't right there with you when i was th- i was thinking about the prison system first off um especially like killers and all the bad ones Yo, they yeah. should send the right people to prison instead of sending people to prison for stupid stuff. I'm just saying. That's getting rid of use, useless laws or petty laws. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah. Now, moving on to number nine. Prize truth, beauty, love, and seeking harmony 
with the infinite. What the hell does that mean? We're prizing. I, I can understand. I can understand prize truth, right? Because I feel like the truth shall prevail, right? I'm pro sure. truth and making sure that you're not yep. putting any biases on the truth, right? Making sure that prize love. I don't see the prize beauty part though. Like what? Like beauty standards? Are we talking about like? Oh, you have sure. to look like. Let's all, like what? Let's all be vain. Hell yeah. Are we, we being vain? Be Are we saying be be vain? That's what I'm getting from it. I can understand I prizing love too and seeking harmony. All of that is cool, right? But you say prize beauty. Sounds very like, spiritual. Nah, I think it means like the beauty of everything, not just not just physical human appearance. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I think it's really everything just like, in a whole. The beauty in everything. Yeah, the beauty of yeah. life. Okay. The beauty in everything. Okay. okay. Okay, now I like it. When we put it like that, when yeah. we put it like that, it, it, I and like especially, it. Especially, you know, at the end it says seeking harmony with, with the, the infinite. infinite. What does infinite that mean? Infinite is everything. Everything? You know? Infinite symbol with the eight, infinity, you know? The universe. Uh, you know, I feel like it's, uh, you know, the whole time we've been looking at this from the point of view of uh, someone that's like a Christian stating these rules. But whenever I hear seeking harmony with the infinite, I think of a very spiritual view, view of religion. Um, you know, a lot of people believe solely in the universe, so yeah. it's like maybe that's what it means. I'm not sure. That's my interpretation. Maybe, of it, yeah, for sure, that is possible. Yeah. So, number ten: be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Why does it state it twice? Probably for emphasis. Yeah, stop cutting down the damn trees. Okay? I agree with that part, though. There's no re okay, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, we need the trees for paper and this and bro." There are other alternatives. You do not need the cut the tree. We're stepping bro. away from paper. We're exactly. stepping we away from paper, should. and if yeah, if we look at back at Commandment One, where Marvin uh, and I had like different interpretations, where Marvin was like, "Well, if it's only we're being imbalanced with nature and get r getting rid of technology." Then I could see us needing some sort of, uh, you know, need for paper. But if we're keeping technology, then we would not need uh, paper. Yeah, but people for that reason they cut so. wood for other reasons too, like yeah, building houses but, and. Yes. Nah, they're just doing that just to be a holes. We don't have to use. We wood. don't need you that know, stuff. Hemp, we have hemp. Hemp is like hemp the way to go. You do not need plastic. Thousand times stronger exactly. than wood. Styrofoam, like, it, like all of that stuff, can be replaced with hemp. Yes, even our clothing can be replaced with and hemp. You know what? We're definitely going to do an episode on that, on like all the, the pros of using hemp instead of like the stuff that's killing our environment, by the way. Yeah. Like, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, number 10. Come on. A fix for that. Use hemp. hemp. No, Easy. No, for real, though. Because we yeah, don't need to be cutting these though. trees. Nah, just grow hemp. Yeah, but, but think about it. You know, um, I saw my grandfather today for the first time in a while, and... Uh, he would always, when I was growing up, talk about the fucking hippies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not <laughs> hippies are fucking stupid. And any time you talk about leaving room for nature, or you know, a lot of people. Um, my grandpa is a very funny and hard-headed man, uh, but fucking hippies. He hate, he's annoyed by the hippies. When when you hear leave room for nature, a lot of people might think like, oh, you know. Don't kill nature, but it, think about it. Think of all the hundreds and thousands, millions of acres are being destroyed every day for suburban housing that is not necessarily needed. We um, have hemp creep. Just saying, hemp creep. Mm -hmm. Yo, man, you do not need the wood. 
and now we have 3D printing machines that build 3D like three two bedroom houses. Come yeah, on now, come we on. don't need trees guys, no more. They, guys, come on, guys. Please rethink construction. Don't get me started on that though. There, we can we yeah. can leave room for nature. Nature, I love nature personally. I am a tree hugger. Oh, I yeah. love trees. I hate actually. I hate using paper. I hate seeing people use paper. I hate seeing people buy the um the printing papers, the whole pack, and like being done with it really quickly too. I hate seeing that. Like I hate that stuff. <laughs> Whenever I see that, it literally boils my blood. I think anyone that has worked with me knows that how much I hate people using a lot of paper for stupid reasons. Marvin and I <laughs> worked with Andriana at the same company. We're yep. leaving uh, <laughs> the name out. And, and yes, we fully... Uh, so much paper went to waste and it was... Uh, for no reason. Only recently, after years of working there, they started recycling or attempting to yeah, the people did not recycle. recycle. So What do we know? We're just a few hosts of a weird-ass podcast. Exactly. We don't know what we're talking about. I'm a white guy with no culture. Wow. I've, I've, you just look for the perfect time to just plug that oh in right there. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's going on a shirt. Epic. <laughs> yes! That's a weirdest shirt. No, no it's white not. White guy with no culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So... You know what? Since we're done with these, the Georgia Gadstones, I actually wanted to bring something up, which I I knew about it, but I didn't like go like in, in depth with researching it until like recently. Um, and when I say recently, I literally started like relooking into it last week. And reason being is I was minding my own business, and this is during the whole like election thing that was going on. By the way, um, one of the cards by the way this is a this is a card game so when i say card game i literally mean like cards like pokemon cards type game yeah like that right there's a illuminati card game and it was made by steve jackson's and he owns sj games right and it's the illuminati new world order card game and you can get it on amazon it's actually really expensive because it came out like forever ago um actually i should probably say the date that it actually got made also, uh, I don't think Marvin has seen this beforehand, but I haven't seen this until she just mentioned it. So this will be interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, this card game was originally released in 1994 and then re-released in 1995. And it was based on a book that actually came out in 1975. So keep those dates in mind as we're going through this, right? So this game actually, this got popular during 9-11. Reason being is because within this card game, you're, you're pretty much playing as the Illuminati. So you're like, you know, making things happen and moving things around the world. Really interesting game. And they have all these cards and among the cards, they had a 9-11 event before 9-11. Like I said, this no game was shit. released in 1994 and re-released in 1995. Yeah. Where's that? We all know 9-11 happened after that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm reading the uh, the names of these cards are crazy. New World Order, Law and yeah. Order, Emergency Powers, mm-hmm. Death to All Clipper Fanatics. Chip. Yep. Bank Merger. Political Correct. Terrorist Nuke. And oh my God, that's nuts! It's wow. Yeah. What okay, the hold F? on. So this is real. This isn't some. This guy is a that real game. You can buy shit. it from Amazon. No, you can buy it from Amazon. This is real. 
Wow. And it was released in 1994. And 1995, yeah. But it's based on the book from 1975. So this is way before. And you know what's interesting? 9-11 wasn't... It wasn't just the Twin Towers on 9-11, right? It was a Pentagon as well that got attacked. Right. Yeah. They have a Pentagon card of it being, you know... Oh my God, what the fuck? These pictures are taken from the same angle as the cards... As the other... The pictures yeah. on the cards are the illustrations. Wow. So, yeah, this game is like... It makes you wonder if, you know, the New World Order... The Illuminati, the Freemasons actually planned everything before they happened for real. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, the, the cards are crazy. Um, they they have like the descriptions underneath them as well. So the one with the terrorist terrorist nuke, it says play this card at any time to give plus 10 power or resistance your choice to any violent group you control. If used with an action, it must be played when that action is first declared and counts only for that action. If used for defense, the bonus lasts until the end of the current turn and does not count towards goals. So this is saying that if you want to like say blame a, a, a terrorist group for it, that you are you made you paid for the terrorist group by the way, but you want to say you want to say they did something and this is a violent group and this is something you should be scared of, use this card. Huh, doesn't that sound familiar? Right? There's also the Pentagon card, which I mentioned, and it says, each corporate group directly controlled by the Pentagon lets you draw one extra plot card each turn. So this is like, you would use this card with something else. And, you know, the terrorist nuke card. Yep. And you know what else is on this this, this game? There's a quarantine epidemic card. It says, disaster. This is an attack to destroy any place. It does not require an action. Its power is 14. This is not an instant attack. Other groups can interfere normally. If the attack succeeds, the target is devastated. This attack cannot actually destroy the target. And right next to it, there's Center for Disease Control. Yeah. The CDC, CDC can guys. supply relief to one devastated location each turn. If the CDC makes a direct attack to destroy a place, it can use biological warfare and get a plus 15 to its attack. If the attack fails, the CDC is automatically destroyed by the owner of the place that it attacked. Wow. Yeah. And then another card, population reduction. Too many people making too many problems and not enough love to go around. Genesis. It says destruction of up to three huge places counts as two groups each toward your basic goal or as two destroyed groups each for Cthulhu? What? Cthulhu? The, the <laughs> s- why, why Cthulhu? That's so random. <laughs> but yeah, you may not count any other destroyed groups towards that goal. And remember, no matter what, you can only count three cards double toward your basic goal. However, if you can destroy five huge places without recourse to World War III, you may claim victory on that basis alone. So you're going to reduce the population without even going to World War III. Wow. You know, how much you want to bet there's like a group of like four or five people right now playing this game and it's like fucking Jumanji. Oh, my God. Wow. We are back to Jumanji. (laughs) I know Marvin mentioned him in another. Back to it. Marvin mentioned Jumanji in another episode. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said we're back to it. Yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like two. It was um during the the like the one of the October episodes that we did. October's a blur, dude. <laughs> my October makes my head <laughs> hurt. <a> fucking blur. <laughs> I am surprised we got through it. To be honest. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, but this game is insane. And what what made this crazy for me is that I learned about this game separately from the CIA. By the way, this is on CIA.gov. There's a document about this game on the CIA website. <laughs> so when I found that out, I was like, oh, this is like, there's a reason why, you know, they have a document on the website. All these cards, they, they kind of line up with a lot of the things that we're seeing in 2020. Yeah, that's like, it's honestly very crazy i'm i'm astounded by the cards that are the pentagon and the uh the terrorist attack that that shows the twin towers because uh, we will have pictures up um and a link and it it accurately shows where the picture was taken on the days of the attack and that's it's it's crazy Uh, wow it's eerie yeah all you people out there that are like 9-11 was an inside job i mean i'm i'm not disagreeing with you at all but there's no way that you can say oh yeah like brush this off and say oh yeah that's totally uh just a coincidence that that was planned because there's no way that a picture can be drawn this accurately of the events that happened of the devastation and the camera angles like that's not, that's nuts. Yeah. I'm just looking at more cards, and yeah, we should probably buy these cards for real, just so we can see all of them at once. This is crazy. Um, do a bonus episode. Yeah, like, oh man, we could go through all these cards. Um, there's also a card, a martial law card. So if you see it, it's just like military people standing outside a fenced White House. And if you're following 2020, mm, and that sounds familiar, yeah. This is accurate as hell. That is so weird. Does that mean martial law is going to happen? I don't think so. But it's interesting. The illustration alone looks like something, you know, straight out of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. We can go on and on about this, but it makes you wonder. It's food for thought, you know, whether you believe in the New World Order or not. Like I said earlier in this, we probably won't know until it's already too late. Unless you're following trends, obviously, but... Yeah, they can make it look like anything they want it to look like. Um, I I also want to say something. Um, you know, we always say on Weirdish, do your own research and keep your eyes open. In light of uh, new, uh, you know, political happenings in America, the presidential election. Um, although it may not seem like the election itself. I'm not getting into politics, really. Although it may seem like the election itself was not a big deal, because it was. Please, next election, at the same time, keep an eye out on everything going on in the background. Behind the hype of whoever candidate you hate, behind everything. Keep an eye out on what's going on in the background, guys. Always keep your eyes open. Yeah. So... Especially if you see something getting too much attention, try to figure out what else is happening around that, that same time. Isn't getting yes, any yeah, attention. that isn't getting as much. Those sneaky sobs. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's like thinking about illusions. You always want you don't you know don't keep your eye on the magician. 
doing his magic trick. Pay attention to the background on what's going on back there. So that's yeah. all I have to say. Drew, you want to tell them where they can find us? So, guys, we are definitely going to do a part two of the New World Order because we're literally just like scratching the surface of this. Um, and there's like so much more that we can get into about it. Um, you know, we can go on and on, but we, we're trying not to carry on the episodes for too long, right? <laughs> so, if there's anything that you felt that we should have covered with the New World Order, or any other topic that we've covered where you're like, oh, you guys missed this or, you know, any anything at all, um, or you have other topics that you want us to dis- discuss, you can send us a email at thatsomeweirdish at gmail.com. You can contact us on Twitter or on Instagram at Weirdish TV. You can go to the website www.weirdish.tv hit the contact form you know just slide in the DMs whatever uh, suits your preference feel free we'll be waiting for your message yes you know one last thing if you have this New World Order game hit us up yeah that would also be helpful (laughs) oh yeah for sure and with that guys that's some weird-ish has been some weird-ish has been some weird-ish girl